1: It's Rachel Cook, your modern mentor. These days, it's feeling like a lot of people are exploring the possibility of a new job. And the great news is that right now, talent has all the leverage, and it's a company's job to really woo you. So in the spirit of being really picky, let's talk about some red flags you want to watch out for during an interview so you don't accidentally step into a company that may drain your soul. My friend Emma recently interviewed for a position with a company she's always admired from afar. She showed up virtually, excited, well-prepped, and hoping for the best. She called me right after the interview to debrief, but there was a flatness where the excitement should have been. She sounded way more meh than woohoo. I'm still not sure what just happened, she said. They want me to meet with an executive panel next, but something about the experience is making me hesitate. Right now, we're living in a buyer's market, meaning companies are having to work twice as hard to attract talent. And if you are a talent, you've got all the leverage. So if you're on the hunt for your next gig, you can, and absolutely should, be very choosy. Of course, there's a lot you won't know about a company until you're already inside it, but there are some signals you can keep an eye out for during the interview process. And if, like my friend, you feel your spidey sense tingling, definitely give it a listen. Here are some red flags worth watching out for. Red flag number one, the interviewer's energy is just off. Whoever is interviewing you, regardless of their level or title, should be showing up as an ambassador of the company's brand. People express energy in different ways. I'm not suggesting that you should expect choreography and jazz hands, but I am saying that you deserve to feel like the interviewer wants to be there and is fully engaged in your conversation. Have they shown up, whether in person or on screen, calmly, with smiles, and seeming to have time for you? Or do they seem anxious, frantic, or racing around, exhausted? Even in a virtual interview, you can watch for signals of focus, eye contact, and how calmly they're breathing. One frantic person may be an exception, but if it seems like the norm, be wary. Emma told me her interviewer seemed distracted and anxious, and was not so discreetly multitasking. Which left Emma feeling like a to-do needing to be handled, rather than a talent to be courted. Not a good look for that company. Red flag number two, the interview questions feel like gotcha traps. When I graduated from college, certain big companies were infamous for asking questions like, how many dog hairs are there in the world? Or, how long would a piece of string need to be in order to circle the earth twice? Crazy, right? Granted, answering these questions well didn't mean answering correctly, because who could possibly know? These questions were designed to give the interviewer a glimpse into your thought process. But also, if we're honest, they were a little bit designed to make you sweat, to show the interviewer how you showed up under pressure. The good news is that you don't have to put up with that line of inquiry anymore. An interview should challenge you for sure, but also create a space in which you feel safe and can leave feeling good about yourself. So pay attention to the nature of the questions you're being asked. Do they feel designed to trip you up? Or are they coming from a place of curiosity about your experience, your point of view, or your interests? Be wary of a company that seems like it's testing you rather than getting to know you. Red flag number three, your curiosity isn't welcome. In this day and age especially, an interview should feel like a dialogue. You should have questions to answer, but also an invitation to pose your own. Great companies understand this is your opportunity to get to know them as much as theirs to know you. So pay attention to how much time the interviewer leaves for you to ask questions of them. Emma told me that with two minutes left in their hour, her interviewer said, well, we're just about out of time, but if you have a really quick question, I can try to answer it. Really? You deserve to join a company that wants to know what's on your mind as much as what value you can offer them. And candidly, if they're a great employer, They should want every opportunity to showcase that. So hold out for an interviewer that wants all of your questions about their culture, their leadership, their participation in the community, their employee affinity groups, and whatever else you prioritize. These are great signals of a great experience to come. Emma had a lot of questions, and this was a huge missed opportunity for the company. Red flag number five, they are comfortable criticizing colleagues. When an interviewer references a colleague or a leader within, do they speak well or poorly of them? What kind of signals or body language do they give off? Every company is filled with flawed people, but a willingness to highlight these flaws in an interview designed to attract you may signal a culture of disrespect or unhealthy competition. Emma caught a couple of eye rolls as her interviewer touched on the work of one of her colleagues, and it was really off-putting You deserve to lean into a culture that is collaborative and collegial. Your colleagues will have flaws, but these should be yours to discover in time. And red flag number five, there's no failure to speak of. Don't trust a company that won't admit failure, whether individual or collective. A company without failures to speak of is a company lacking either in honesty or in creativity, risk tolerance, and a willingness to innovate. And we should all be looking for places that will grow, challenge, and ready us for the next thing. So be sure you ask about a failure they've survived, big or small. They should be able to share an example, and it's important to listen to how they describe it. Are they pointing fingers or embarrassed? Or can they highlight a lesson learned and a teamwork approach to righting the wrong? If you're on the hunt for your next professional move, remember that first impressions are critical. Make a great one yourself but hold any company accountable to the same standard. You deserve to land in a place that will delight you. I hope you'll join me next week for another great episode. Until then, you can follow Modern Mentor on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out my website at leadabovenoise.com or follow me on the Modern Mentor podcast page on LinkedIn. Thanks so much for listening and have a successful week. Modern Mentor is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Dan Firebend with script editing by Adam Cecil. Our operations and editorial manager is Michelle Margulis. Our assistant manager is Emily Miller. And our marketing and publicity assistant is Davina Tomlin.
0: There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home to move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.
1: At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll,